Welcome to Well. I'm your host, Tracy Fredkin, founder of SoCal Moms and the SoCal Wellness Retreat. Join me as I chat with Southern California's leading experts in women's health, family health, nutrition, modern medicine, and the mind-body connection. We'll be vetting new trends, curating practical alternatives for today's busy modern woman to keep herself and her family healthy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Well. This week, we're going to answer all of your questions about CBD, thanks to our sponsor, Trove CBD, who will be joining us for the conversation today. Trove's amazing body bombs, tinctures, and massage oils are great for pain, inflammation, stress, and helplessly. Trove is THC-free and triple lab tested. Go to trovecbd.com and our listeners receive 20% off with code WELL20, that's W-E-L-L-20, all in caps, at checkout. As you might know, CBD and cannabis were made legal last year in California. There's been a boom in the industry since then, but CBD is still very new to many of us, and there are a lot of questions to be answered. Back in January at the SoCal Wellness Summit, we hosted a CBD 101 panel where two of today's guests, Ashley and Meredith of Flair Marche, shared a great deal of information about the CBD industry products and their uses. We wanted to continue that conversation and delve a little deeper into the science and application of CBD today. Ashley Lewis and Meredith Schroeder, founders of online CBD resource, Fleur Marche, are joined here today with Deborah Carter, co-founder of Trove, a THC-free CBD line committed to the health and wellness of people and pets. Yes, CBD is also great for animals, and we're going to delve into all of that in a minute. But first, welcome, ladies. How is everybody today? You're doing well. Hi, Tracy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. We're going to get started and get a little bit of background from each of you about CBD and how you got to it and your perspective on it, and then we'll get into the details as well. So Deborah, we're going to start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about Trove CBD and how you got started? I um, actually never intended to start another company. It was all very serendipitous. I had uh, happily retired from practicing law and being in advertising and, and consulting in previous careers and was ready to settle down and just uh, ride my horses and do my art and, and uh, kind of let my kids take over the, the career uh, track. But I had one horse who decided she was going to change that for me. Her name is Star and she was a, a young three-year-old mare who was just starting to go into a performance career. And she came down with this very strange uh, neuromuscular condition, kind of a, a crash of her signaling between her neurological system and her muscular system. And the vets could not figure out um, what was going on. We tried various drug therapies, all kinds of diagnostics for almost a year trying to help this little filly. And uh, she became so uh, fearful and painful that it was really dangerous for her and for anyone who was around her. And sadly, we were going to have to put her to sleep because it was that it had progressed that that badly. You couldn't even touch her without her just tremoring and, and spasming. So. And before I let that happen, I decided I was going to exhaust all my resources, and so I stayed up late at night researching and 
talk to my vets about things like Botox or, you know, other kinds of things that had not really successfully been used. They couldn't even diagnose what was wrong with this little mare. And I came across anecdotes about CBD and how it had been used for various kinds of conditions and especially neurological and, and um, pain related kinds of conditions. And I talked to my vet and said, okay, she's scheduled to be put to sleep next week. Can we try this? And they were sure. We don't know. We don't know anything about it, but go ahead. And after almost a year of, of watching her decline, uh, she responded to a single high dose of CBD overnight. And her condition went from being just unmanageable to having her head out of the stall and wanting to be touched and petted again. And we continued some dosing along with, you know, that's trying to figure out recommendations. And in really just several days time, she was almost normal. We continued a lower dose over time to treat her and then started deciding, well, this is amazing. We need to talk about using it on other horses, on other dogs, on people, on experimenting with different formulations and, and different uh, approaches to therapies. And CBD became the, the crux of our company, which is Trove. We called upon my husband, who is a PhD chemist, myself with my background in law and advertising and communications, my son, who is my co-founder, who is project management and, and you know, figure out or extraordinaire. I have a daughter who is in finance and business development and another one who's in design. And together we put together a business plan for Trove and we were determined to bring it to market for people and for animals. Wow, that's amazing. Um, what a great story to have as the foundation and to see it work like that. So so tremendously. And good news, she's been off of CBD for over a year and she's going to have a baby. <laughs> so wow. it's really, it's a, it's a really uh, exciting story and, and a great outcome for her, but for, you know, so many other people and pets that have benefited from it since. Yeah, well, it's amazing too, as you talk about, and we'll get into more sort of how, how immediate that impact that was. Um, all right, well, let me switch over and just welcome Ashley and Meredith back into the conversation. And let's get a little bit about you guys and how you met and how Fleur Marche came to be. I know you're both originally from Goop. Um, and then we'll dive back into more around CBD. As you know, Meredith and I met at Goop. Um, while we were at Goop, I ran the wellness business on the e-com side of things. Goop is divided between content and commerce. Um, and my role was to oversee uh, all product development in the wellness space and also build a third party business. So selling other brands, uh, wellness, pro you know, health and wellness products. Gwyneth was really uh, early on the idea of cannabis as wellness. And so we were really looking into it for Goop. So everything from the scientific uh, landscape behind CBD, the regulatory landscape, uh, thinking about whether we wanted to put it in our own products, we put it in other people's products. If so, how do you vet those products effectively? Um, and as I was doing that research, I started to use CBD myself and realized that of all the 
wellness products I was selling that they were coming across my desk uh, as part of Goop, which sees, I will say, you know, fair, argue, fair to argue that Goop sees most of the new sort of innovations in terms of health and wellness um, and new brands that are doing things, you know, in that space. Of all those products, the most effect, viscerally effective for me was quickly becoming CBD, and I was using it back then just for pain. Of all the um, women who I was selling these wellness products to, who were really sort of progressive in terms of their health and wellness choices, so they were willing to put, you know, try ashwagandha in their coffee, use crystals, perhaps do a vaginal steam. I mean, these were women who really cared about health and wellness and were educated, but were also willing to make kind of leaps. When you said cannabis to those women, you, they, you almost saw a visceral reaction. They would say, oh, no, 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 I'm not a stoner. I'm not trying to get high. I've had a bad experience in the past. Never doing that again. No, thank you. And the more I started to understand CBD um, and what it can do and what it could be used for, it just, the disconnect in, in um, the sort of age-old stigmas around cannabis and what it actually, sort of the functional benefits, just felt like it was just there was a huge opportunity to really change the narrative. And it felt like if you could reframe cannabis for these women and explain to them um, effectively how valuable a wellness tool and therapeutic wellness tool it could be, then you really sort of could have um, a very big opportunity on your hands. And so I really became obsessed with the idea of, of changing the narrative, reframing what cannabis was. And I really wanted to sort of go off and, and focus solely on that. And as I was coming to that conclusion, so too was Meredith. I should say, she'll explain more. We were work wives. Um, she'll explain what she did at Goop, but which will make sense, but we spent most of our time together. So it's no. We were work wives at Goop. Um, we sat right next to each other. We were um, sort of crammed into what we lovingly refer to as our dorm room um, at Goop. This was before they upgraded their offices to really state-of-the-art offices now, which we never had the benefit of. <laughs> um, but uh, in that time we became very close. I approached cannabis or I had real inspiration for building Floor Marche um, more so from the consumer side and more um, broadly in the cannabis space in general as opposed to CBD. Obviously we decided to go very specifically in CBD, but I felt there was, to Ashley's point, a real opportunity to rebrand this category at large. Um, I really had an aha moment when I went to a dispensary in Aspen Colorado a few years ago at this point, um, where I realized that I really was the woman Ashley described. So I physically recoiled when you said the word cannabis, which is hilarious to think of now. Um, I didn't understand its wellness benefits. I still very much held the stigma, even though I'm pretty progressive and like there's really no reason that I should have, but that's just how well it's ingrained in, into you from a, a very early age. Um, so my husband convinced me to go into a dispensary and try a product, um, for pain actually for my period, um, cramps, which are pretty terrible, um, and have gotten worse actually since having children. And so I, I, I went in there dragging my feet, but then I was able to find a product. I, I saw what a, a new, uh, landscape there was for products on the market that I really had no clue about. Um, and so then I became obsessed with sort of like adopting these products into my everyday wellness routine once I realized how effective they really were and what a great swap they were for a plant medicine versus otherwise sort of like toxic medications I was casually taking all the time. Um, and then once I realized it, I really wanted to spread it with my own community. And I felt like to Ashley's point, there was just such a ripe opportunity to rebrand this category for women like me who didn't really understand its wellness benefits, who really needed it to be recontextualized, a category that felt relevant for people who are shopping for health, beauty, and wellness products as opposed to, you know, cannabis products. 
So let's talk about that a little bit, actually, because you guys have all sort of started to touch on it, I think, which is sort of the science behind CBD. How do you distill out the THC? How do you, how do you explain it to people and its benefits as a wellness product that makes them feel comfortable and understand the difference between how they think about it and how, how it is being used now? I'm sure Deborah has thoughts on this too. High level, I can say, um, in addition to our, I'm giving context, this is sort of how we explain this, but in addition to our site, we also spent much of 2019, our first year, doing what we call IRL events. One of them was uh, SoCal Wellness, which was amazing. Um, but in addition to that, we sort of did trunk shows. So we went to numerous homes um, of women around the country um, and got together with groups of friends to talk about CBD and what it does. And so I can tell you, even like sort of very tactically, the first thing that we always say when we walk into a room when we're talking about CBD is, it does not get you high. And I think it's the first question, even once we say that, we still get sort of like, you know, 10 more questions that are dancing around that subject because it's really hard for people to understand that something called cannabis can also not have a recreational sort of like psycho, we call it psychotropic effect. Um, and so first and foremost, we just sort of hammer it over the head. It does not get you high. It does not get you high. It does not get you high. And then we also try to go into a little bit of the science around that without sort of making people's eyes glaze over very high level. CBD interacts with your body in a different way than THC does. And it is because of that sort of difference in interaction that it has different outputs. So one gets you high, one doesn't, and there's a very clear scientific reason for that. Um, but that's like really what we focus on first and foremost. And, and then we really go into the benefits for which we believe there is sufficient research. And, and our entire experience for the consumer, whether it's how you shop on the site, how we merchandise our products um, at, an, at a real life event, um, or how we even put out content is really um, benefits first. So instead of just leading with, oh, this is cannabis, we lead with, are you in pain? Do you have issues sleeping? Um, are you stressed out? And then go into how CBD can help that. But I think our way in really is always benefits first um, because it sort of helps the consumer engage automatically. If you're having one of those issues, more often than not, the second someone suggests that there could be a way to alleviate them, you're gonna listen harder and you'll be more open to the idea um, that something you thought for a long time might not actually be the case. So that's our strategy, but I'm sure Deborah also, especially when dealing with pet owners, they probably yeah, yeah. yeah, and and I agree. There's a huge educational um, lack of education, lack of understanding that that people in the industry and and products and and companies behind the the quality products in the industry are really trying to promote that education behind CBD and how it works and, and why it's not THC. And Trove's tagline is high-end wellness without the high. And that I agree, it's, it's always, we're, our products are THC free. Some of our products are used by Olympic athletes, by police officers, by people in, in situations where they're in, in jobs where they're tested and there's, they, they can be very concerned about, this is cannabis, right? This, 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 I could fail a drug test, right? And we caution people that they need to be very educated about what their drug tests are, are covering but that CBD is, is not THC, it is not psychoactive, and, and we promote the use of it for the same kinds of things, for anxiety, for 
pain relief, for inflammation, for workout recovery. In pets, separation anxiety. I, I foster rescue dogs and separation anxiety is a huge thing. Fireworks, you know, things that cause anxiety and dogs trips to the vet. Um, but it's also, and there's some science now coming behind this. That's another reason why it's difficult to be uh, educational at times because we're still lacking, we're lagging behind the, the scientific results, the trials that we need to, to have to, to uh, be able to speak credibly, as credibly as we'd like. But there are some studies about arthritis in dogs. We know the studies on epilepsy and, and neurological conditions that, that are, we're seeing more and more actually valuable science coming out. Of this and 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 people and, and interestingly enough, um, some of our our really um, eager customers are elderly. I'll include myself in that group. <laughs> that the elderly population, because you know, we all want to stay active. I ride horses. I play tennis. I you know, we have we we want to be able to still promote the health and and wellness that keep our active lifestyles going. And so there's a little education that goes along with that because a lot of those people grew up in the 60s and they, they relate cannabis to, to pot and weed. And, 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 but I think there's starting to be a much um, more educated distinction between the recreational use and the therapeutic use of, uh, for wellness and, and for overall well-being. Well, Matt makes a lot of sense, I think, in terms of the way people have to sort of get into the education process, understand why it's different. And then I think the other thing that gets confusing for people is there's so many different uses and so many different ways it seems to come. Like I know, you know, there are bombs, there are patches, tinctures, capsules, you know, people talk about microdosing. So I think the other thing for people is maybe getting a better understanding of if you if you want to try CBD and you sort of know your entry point, right? It's because of pain or it's because of sleep or it's because of stress or it's for my pet. Is there, how do you explain the various forms and, you know, ways to take it or a good place to start to feel more comfortable? And I think as you touched on earlier, Deborah, to see an impact that makes you feel really good about about what you're doing as well. I think one of the most important things, and, and I know Tracy, uh, that Ashley and Meredith are really uh, keen on this too, the, the product that you want to get has to be like a quality product where there is, there are standards for production, there, are, there is testing that backs up, the labeling is accurate, it says exactly what's in the bottle or the, or the jar, so you know what you're actually taking either orally or transdermally or topically. And you wanna know what your dose is so that you can then judge what dose you need, right? So it's all, it's different for, for everyone. You can take two people that are the same weight, say, and, and they might need a different dose. They might need a different dose not only because of the way they metabolize the compound, but they also might need a different dose because one person is trying to deal with a little bit of mild anxiety or sleepness, sleeplessness, and another might be trying to deal with an injury or a, or, or a significant pain issue. And so you want to adjust your dosage based on that. But I think 
the, the key is starting, that people say start with a, a lower dose and see what effect you get. One of the things that, that I'm fairly confident of with, if you know you have a good product and you know what the dosage is, if CBD is gonna work for you, it's not gonna take a month of a loading dose to find that out. You will see results fairly quickly and then you can adjust. Do I need a little more? Do I need to take it more frequently? Do I need less? And it's still providing the result that I'm after for whatever I'm targeting as my, as my issue. And, and I think then you, know, you can feel comfortable using an ingestible product combined with a topical product. You might have your ingestible product for your stress and your anxiety, but you might use a topical product because you pulled your shoulder out playing tennis or you, you, know, you have a knee issue that, that you're trying to avoid having, a, having surgery for or, or something like that. So I think a lot of times you combine different, uh, different methods of delivery for a kind of a compounding result. One thing that we try to be make, really clarify is that there's different formats for different end uses. Um, and I think, Deborah, you touched on sort of ingestible versus topical. Um, we carry a variety of products uh, on the site from tinctures, which is for those who don't know, you know, an oil that you drop under your tongue. We have lotions um, that you put on the skin for pain. And then we also have skincare, you know, traditional facial skincare products. And the thing we try to be really clear about is that you're using those different products for different reasons. So Deborah, you know, uh, outlined it all, but you're not putting a topical product on top of your body because you're looking for sort of um, systemic relief that will go throughout the body. So you put a topical product on in the area that you're trying to treat. And one topical product might be for pain. And, and in the case of our, the products we carry on our site, it has complementary, you know, most of those pain products have complementary ingredients that all work synergistically to address localized pain, like pulling your shoulder or having sore muscles after a workout or period cramps. Um, whereas a, a facial oil, um, we say, you know, like don't put on a, a, a CBD serum or a CBD lip balm and expect to have all of your anxieties suddenly go away. The reason for using that is really because of CBD's anti-inflammatory properties and you're really thinking of that product as a skincare product in the way you would think of any other high-end skincare product with a valuable ingredient. Uh, conversely, if you want to ingest CBD, whether that's orally or transdermally wearing it through a patch, um, or through, there are some transdermal topicals, which is really confusing, but it's essentially a lotion that those molecules are small enough to, to enter the skin into the bloodstream. Um, if you're ingesting something, meaning you're, if you're trying to get something into your bloodstream, the effect is more holistic. It really is sort of, can, you know, have an effect on your whole body. Um, and depending on whether there are synergistic ingredients or it's just plain CBD, sort of, there will be different effects. And I think the most important thing for people to understand is that there are, you know, it's not a silver bullet first and foremost. Um, and then even within sort of the, the various benefits that have been most studied, you need to understand why you're trying to use it and you dose accordingly, but you also choose the, the right format um, for what you're trying to achieve. Uh, and so that, that can also, like I will say, like I, as I'm even saying this, I understand that can make CBD feel really complicated, um, which is compounded by the fact that if 
when you know CBD is working is oftentimes because there's that absence of a certain feeling rather than, oh, I feel, you know, like I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling high, right? You're certainly not feeling high. And instead it's that you're not feeling pain or you're not feeling sleeplessness. You're not feeling anxiety. And so that's something that we come up against with customers all the time who sort of say like, how do I know it's working? And um, I think you're looking for that, you know, the absence of, of that feeling. I, I also do think, um, we tell the story a lot, but I was taking CBD after I started getting really into it. I started taking it for pain. That to me was more of immediate relief, but I also was taking it for anxiety. And I am someone who wakes up stressed in the morning about all the things they haven't accomplished by 6 a.m. Um, and so I was taking CBD right up until I got pregnant uh, and stopped taking it through my pregnancy because there really just aren't sufficient studies on CBD and pregnancy or breastfeeding, which we're happy to talk about more later. Um, but I stopped taking it and I will tell you that is when I was really certain <laughs> that it had been working because all of a sudden not taking it, sort of reverting back to um, my pre-CBD stress levels that like, felt very clear. Like if, if I hadn't been certain that it was like really helping me, once I stopped taking it, it, it was just sort of like that was all I really needed to know for certain um, because my stress levels were back to up. And now that I have stopped breastfeeding, I am back on the CBD. And let me tell you, it is working, especially in this time of global pandemic. Interesting side note to that too, about how you know it's working or not. In the course of treating that little mare star of mine, I wanted to get her off of CBD or reduce the dose. And I did so because I'm doing this all myself, charting it every day, charting reactions, charting the, the exact dose, the time of dose, if it's once a day, twice a day. I dropped it fairly precipitously, the dose I cut in half, and her symptoms returned in, in a day. And I brought her back up and then reduced the dose much more slowly, much more gradually, and did not see a, a return of symptoms. And, and so that's, it, it's, you know, it's, it's less um, subjective than someone saying even, I don't feel anxiety, you could actually see the symptoms return. So, that's kind of one of the key ways we knew it was the CBD. It wasn't just time or, or the weather. We guys touched on two things I want to go back to. One is sort of the vetting process of knowing something is a good product, which I know, um, you know, you guys do a lot of at Fleur Marche. And then also talking a little bit about, you know, who do you think it is contraindicated for or how do you, how do you look at that? And, and is there any effect to going directly off of it or tapering off of it? Like, is it something that's sustainable for people to use on a daily basis, day in and day out, absent, I'm pregnant and maybe it's not a good idea for right now? You know, how do you think about sort of the life cycle of its use, I guess, and then, you know, making sure from the beginning that you have the best quality product that you can have and then thinking about how you take that over a period of time? To your question, um, sort of like how do you dose and where do you go over time um it's unfortunately a very subjective thing um and it's individualized by person and by symptom and by what it is they're trying to heal of course um but i think you know our mission at Flor marche is really to help women and all people men too feel better um and so if you know, you, these are just tools to help you really feel better. And so once you're doing that, then yes, you can play with your dosing um, and, and graduate from it or uh, um, 
gradually like um you know lessen your dose every single day um depending on what is actually making you feel most optimized and getting you to homeostasis i think that's ultimately your goal um and so that what that's what you're always playing with dosing to get to just back to baseline basically um and symptom free of anything you're trying to heal um in terms of our vetting we have a pretty arduous process um and we're we're proud of the fact that we really do and <laughs> Deborah can can start to attest to this probably, um, but we um, we really put our brands through the ringer um, to be honest because it's so important that um, we have a trustworthy platform that people can come to and explore products that they really um, can trust are the top quality um, that the potency is what what it says is on the label um, that these products really work they're effective um, these brands and founders are in it for the right reasons so just to break down our process a little bit. Um, we start by just really looking at the branding. Um, it can sound shallow, but we know our audience and we know what they are attracted to. We know um, what they're most willing to sort of dip their toes into. So branding is absolutely important. Um, it doesn't necessarily, like a quality product is a quality product. So that can cut through pretty packaging. I, I don't want to misrepresent that we only you know, have products in our assortment that are pretty pack prettily packaged, but um, the branding is certainly important. And then also we um, have a pretty in-depth sort of conversation with the brand and the brand founders um, just to really understand why they're in this, what drew them to CBD, um, what's their founding story, um, and really uh, get an understanding for, you know, the quality of their products and, and, and just, again, why they're in it. Um, and if it's synergistic to what we're ultimately trying to help people do. Um, and then beyond that, we really look deeply into the science. Um, Ashley can really geek out on the science piece of it um, if we want. Um, but we look at all of the, literally every single test um, that we possibly can. We have a lot of back and forth because we want to make sure that we, we really comb it with a fine tooth comb and that we understand. And what's, what's really crazy about all of these separate brands is there's no standardized way to do anything. So we're sort of looking at individualized tests on a one by, on a case by case basis and trying to make sense of them and make sure that everything that we see you know sort of on the brand's website or on the label actually matches what the test is saying and it's actually not that clear of a process to do um, so there's a lot of back and forth um, we look at the um, extract testing so where the hump comes from where it's sourced um, and then all the way down to the finished product testing um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that but that's generally sort of our overarching process but if you want to jump in ash and add anything at the science level no, I mean I think you you nailed it I think I, the only thing I'd say is that we really we try to, you may have already said this, but we're doing all this work because we get the question, one, because it's just important to us. That's, that was sort of like our founding mission, but we get this question all the time from customers when we meet them, how do I know if it's a good product? And we kind of tongue in cheek say, well, just shop on Fleur Marche, but it's true because if you were a, a consumer and wanted to, to vet a product you just found on a shelf, the work required really is the work we're doing. You would have to sort of call the brand, get their testing, understand how they like, th thought about their labeling, because um, there are no labeling requirements right now, and a lot of brands are uh, mislabeling or going sort of like using the wrong labeling uh, structures from the FDA because they just don't even understand what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so oftentimes brands aren't even trying to trick you. They just, they're not sure what they're supposed to put or what they're allowed to put or not allowed to put. Um, and so it does require actually, I think, in-depth conversations with each individual brand. And that's just work that most consumers aren't willing to do, especially for a product that they are trying for the first time or, are, you know, curious or hesitant about anyway. Um, and so it's important to us that our process feels 
thorough, trustworthy, and credible to our customers. Um, and so because of that, we are very, we can be difficult, I would say. <laughs> and, and let me just add, it's, it is confusing out there. It's confusing for consumers to go and to look at the shelf of a retailer and, and try to get their way through what product is what and why they're different. And because there are no labeling standards, we as an industry, and I believe the best companies and the ones that are in it for the right reason are self-regulating. You know, we are, we are trying to put the hats of a regulator on and that's early on why it took us so long to actually launch. Not, I mean, not that long, but, but a long time to, to launch our first products because we, it, we structured it with our own compliance requirements. What, what would the guidelines be? What were, would the regulations be if there were some? And we wanted to be prepared for that. We wanted to over uh, identify on our labeling information that we thought would be there. We wanted to over test. We wanted to source the best materials, the, the raw materials that we knew were either organic or, or natural or came from quality sources that did the testing themselves. We retest, we test final products. And, and not everybody does that. But I, I think it's a great service that Fleur Marche does because it is so much easier to be able to go to a source where you know that homework has been done and not have to figure it out for yourself because it's not apples and apples. Even within a, a single company, their, their labeling or their product naming can be confusing and can be different. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard work to navigate the, this whole process. Well, and Deborah, you touched on something earlier. You said that the scientific data was sort of lagging behind. Um, and I think, and everyone's sort of thinking about there's so much potential. What is the future of CBD? How do you see the industry sort of developing from here and, and good things that you think should be happening and will be happening? Well, I think um, our experience for the last couple of months might have eliminated some of the people that just thought they could put something in a bottle and slap a label on it and, you know, have a business. I don't, I don't think, uh, I think we'll see some of the smaller little companies just kind of go by the wayside, but there will be new companies. There will be new manufacturers and new, new uh, brands out there. But one of the reasons, and we can kind of, you guys can, can chime in here too, that when the Farm Bill passed at the end of 2018 uh, and then recent additional uh, proclamations from, from FDA and from DEA and from uh, government regulators, it, it allowed hemp, the hemp products to be more easily attainable by clinical researchers. Before, before the new farm bill passed, it was very difficult for any research to actually be done because the CBD had to be acquired from a particular location. It was very, a lot of red tape. It was a controlled substance. So there wasn't the kind of testing that you see even on pharmaceutical drugs that are in the development stage. It was much more difficult to do that. We see a lot more uh, science now, a lot more trials, a lot more uh, research proposals looking not only for, for people, but also for animals. As I said, there are some major dog studies going on at some of the teaching hospitals of, of, around the country. And interestingly, 
um, dog studies with medications relate very well to children. This is true in cancer, cancer studies and, and drugs that are developed and treatments that are developed in dogs translate really well to children. So there's a lot of collaboration with NIH and, and some of the universities that are, are doing animal testing for, uh, for CBD specifically. And then its use in childhood diseases in, in other people diseases as well. And the, the, the um, relaxation of the regulations surrounding the availability of CBD for clinical trials and for scientific research will, I think, and has, but I think it will continue to uh, inform the industry and then ultimately the consumer. That's super helpful, I think, for everyone to sort of hear your perspective on that and how things are evolving. Um, and certainly being in the middle of a global pandemic, well, <laughs> I can see it going both ways. <laughs> I can see it creating a lot of consumers as well, I'm sure. Um, I wanted to go back to one thing that Ashley touched on, because obviously a big part of our audience is moms, you know, women who they might be pregnant, they might have just had a baby, they might have young children. A lot of them have pets. And interestingly, Deborah, I don't know if you've seen, but it's certainly here, the adoption rates and the number of people oh, yeah. taking in animals and, you know, wanting to comfort them. And I think feeling comforted by having pets in their home and having their kids have pets around during this time. Um, and the mental health benefits of all of that. So it is actually a really interesting time. But if you guys want to just speak quickly to the issue specifically, you know, for women um, around pregnancy and childbirth and new motherhood, that would be helpful. Yeah. So I, I think officially, um, we really, we just sort of say we can't recommend that anyone who is pregnant or breastfeeding ingest CBD or uses CBD because there are no studies. We heard recently and anecdotally, and I haven't followed this up, that, that may, there may be um, early studies happening in sort of in various universities around the country, but we have not seen any of those studies. And because of that, we just, you know, it's, we don't recommend it. That said, um, there's a few sort of things that we cite caveats, I guess I would say. One, the two of us were spent most of the, the life of our company thus far pregnant. Um, we now, actually, now it's been a while, but we, yeah. we launched January 2019, um, both newly pregnant. We both had babies in August of 2019, 2020, excuse me. Um, wait, what year? <laughs> <laughs> we had babies in August of 2019. They will be one in this August. Um, uh, and, and we both, we use CBD differently. So, and American speak to hers. I was a first time, uh, pregnant woman who, uh, was just terrified of everything. So I wasn't even, even though my OBGYN was like, you probably can have a glass of wine every once in a while. It's not going to be bad for you. I wasn't even doing that because I was so nervous. Um, but I still felt comfortable using CBD topicals. Uh, because they don't get into the bloodstream. So I was using my CBD skincare, which I really relied on to make me feel like a human. It just, you know, kept my skin from looking as tired and haggard as it actually was. Um, and I had a lot of back pain. And so I still use CBD topicals uh, on my back. And thus far, my son seems to be doing great. Um, <laughs> but I did not um, use any ingestibles until I stopped breastfeeding. And as I sort of mentioned earlier, that was hard for me because I really felt the the absence of CBD in my daily routine in my life, uh, but I just I didn't sort of feel comfortable. Um, 
when I come back, Mayor, sort of, oh, sorry, the only other thing before Mayor, and you probably would say this anyway, too. The only other thing that we do say, and um, Deborah kind of alluded to this as well, is the only FDA-approved use of CBD today um, is for um, a children's epilepsy drug. So it's for two rare forms of epilepsy in children, generally two to five years old. So you can't extrapolate in science, obviously, that far. However, it has been proven in very much higher doses than what we and the products we are selling to be not only um, not not only not unsafe but also quite effective. So that's a weird way to say it. But is, but children are really benefiting. Um, children who have these these epileptic diseases are really benefiting from CBD in a, in a meaningful way. And I do think once now that the research landscape is opening up, I think we will find that it can be quite effective. The only other thing I'll say um, and you know, I always hesitate to say this because I don't want to be irresponsible, but we are hearing it more and more. Anecdotally, a lot of women's um, OBGYNs are saying to them, I'd rather you take a risk with, you know, so, you know, taking a little CBD every day to avoid, you know, stress that could be potentially very harmful to a baby than not taking it and sort of having some other kind of repercussions from being extremely stressed or any kind of like trauma during pregnancy or things like that. So we are hearing more and more of that from women. Again, I have not seen any studies on it. I don't know. And my OBGYN certainly wasn't saying that, but we are, it is something that I think more doctors are coming around to um, and, and more open to. Deborah, I would be curious to know, maybe you said actually that um, your horse is now CBD free, but I was curious to know if, because she's pregnant now and if you still... She no, she's been CBD free for um, just almost a year, okay. and she just she just was uh, she just gotten full this past month. So yeah, we don't have a baby coming until next summer, but okay. yeah, yeah. So, but we say the same thing, and our labeling says even for our, our pet products and, and horse products and all, not recommended for use in pregnancy or lactation, and to consult with your doctor or your veterinary medical professional. Um, that is opening up a little bit. Doctors are fairly reluctant to uh, recommend CBD at all because of their licensing, their drug licensing uh, by the DEA uh, and veterinarians too. And and there we all are waiting for more actual science before we can you know say it's uh, totally safe in in a pregnancy or in nursing. So we we as a company make that recommendation that it's not to be used during those times, but. Yeah, she's, she's CBD-free. Uh, I think it would not hurt her at all to be on CBD personally, but she hasn't, she's been just living the life of Riley, so she, she's not stressed out at all. <laughs> so. It's good not to have stress. <laughs> I think that's one of the things yeah. we can say for, yeah, uh, for everyone. She has no idea, she has no idea that there's a global pandemic going on right now. <laughs> Nobody shared that information. She's probably just getting more no. time and attention, right? I mean, that's the yeah. upside. For, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I want to thank you ladies for all of your time today and the information that you've shared. Um, Thank you, Ashley and Meredith, for creating the resource that you're, you've done and for helping people you know, really think about um, the types of products they want to use and how to use them. And Deborah, it was an amazing story to hear about how you started and your passion for the products. Um, and we're excited uh, to work with Trove more as well. So is there anything I didn't ask you that people need to know or that you want to leave them with that they should be aware of? 
You know, I, I guess I would say, um, even though we are always looking at the development of new products that might come out into the marketplace and, and, and ways that, that uh, CBD can actually be used for improved wellness, improved uh, well-being, improved health, um, there's a lot of trendy stuff out there, I guess. And I would just say that, um, like a lot of trends, they, they're probably going to come and go, but you see CBD like in everything. And I would just say that there are, I, I don't understand CBD shampoo, for example, you know, because you put it on and you wash it right out. It just never made any sense to me. You know, there are, there are other products that, that just aren't necessarily the best use for CBD. And, and so I think then people will will say i tried that and it did nothing it didn't help it didn't do you know what it was supposed to do or what they perceived that the benefit they were supposed to get from it and i and so i, I think that is a disservice to the ultimate consumers and and I, I just would say that we need to concentrate on products that actually will bring cbd to its full potential for people and, and animals yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, that's one of the things I was going to ask you guys about is, are you seeing an uptake? I would think you have a, that you guys have products that you would see an uptake with potentially, because I think people are trying to figure out different ways that don't involve maybe drinking heavily or pharmaceuticals, <laughs> right, to, to sort of get through this time. And, and everyone is also collectively thinking about their wellness, I think, in a different way. You know, when you look at what's happening, our, our immune systems, our overall health, our body's response to things, our mental health, our sleep, we, we're seeing how important that is to, to be healthy and to think about I think, as Meredith said earlier, sort of what your baseline is and how do you how do you get to a good place um, every day? So I think you know that's a very a very valid point. Yeah, I think CBD really has a place in in everyone's lifestyle because of that. What we're hopeful for too, and and I have a personal um, goal that I, I hope that the additional acceptance and the proven science behind CBD will help a lot of people get off of prescription painkillers, you know, addiction, various other kinds of drugs that just have bad side effects that they're taking for, for legitimate pain and, and illness or, or symptoms that, that need relief. But I think there's a, a huge amount of promise in CBD without the side effects and without the tragedies that come along with some of the other options. All right, guys. Thank you so much again for taking the time today. This is very helpful. I'm definitely a newbie in this world. I have an eye cream, <laughs> but I'm also pregnant. So, <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to continuing to learn more, um, be involved in helping educate all the women in our groups. So thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon and we will talk with you all again soon. Thanks for letting me share my story about Trove. Have a good one. Okay. Good luck. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. Have a great delivery, safe delivery. Ladies, I can't thank you enough for your time today. Ashley and Meredith, thanks for creating such a great resource, making CBD products available to so many. And Deborah, we're so delighted to learn more about Trove and understand the product benefits. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today. It was very informative, and we hope you enjoy listening. 
We'll be chatting with health and wellness experts in the coming weeks to gain specific information about managing our family's health. We hope you'll keep listening with us. Once again, we'd like to thank Trove CBD for sponsoring this episode. You can learn more about them at trovecbd.com or on their Instagram feed at trovecbd. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes and other podcast streaming platforms. You can also watch the video from today's podcast on SoCalMoms.com. Sign up for our emails on our website and follow us at SoCalMoms on Facebook and Instagram. We welcome your comments and feedback. Until next week, I'm Tracy Fredkins.